0: Jack Wagner, from Otherworld, on the Paranormal Podcast, right now. This is the Paranormal Podcast with Jim Harrell. Welcome to the Paranormal Podcast. I am Jim Harold. So glad to be with you once again. And we have like the hottest paranormal podcaster in the universe with us now. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, uh, and I mean, you're very attractive, but that's not what I meant. I meant (laughs) (laughs) I meant that you're like your show is super hot. It's called Otherworld. And we're talking, of course, with Jack Wagner, who is the chief cook and bottle washer at that show and talking about him. What is Otherworld? How he got into it? And all of that, uh, Jack. Welcome to the show today.
1: Thank you. That's an extremely flattering compliment coming from you. Oh, um, well, you're the man. Legendary. Oh, thank you. Um, it's been crazy. I've only been doing it for a year, so it's it's interesting hearing somebody refer to me like that. But it's a good thing, you know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But still surprising.
0: So I, I mean, you you had like a hit comedy podcast. Your internet personality, internet influencer. What got you going on in the paranormal?
1: Um, Well, you know, first of all, I would say we I, I had a decently big podcast. I wouldn't call it a hit before that. We we're doing fine. We we're doing fine. But um, during Halloween, I thought it'd be fun. You know, we we're always just trying to grow. So I was always trying to do new things. And I thought it'd be fun to make a Halloween episode where I would maybe have a couple of my friends tell ghost stories not really something I thought too much about and I asked our listeners if we if they had any and um, that's why I said we weren't a very big podcast because it was interesting to me we got so many submissions when I asked like I, mm-hmm. I knew the size of our audience. I was the one kind of on the back end controlling the podcast and like always paying attention to our audience numbers. So I did a little post asking if anybody had experienced something paranormal and just in comparison to anything I've ever asked, The audience to submit i was just stunned at how many submissions there were from such a small podcast and a non-paranormal podcast and um and i started reading them and they were really really intense and for somebody who like has never thought too much about this i was reading some of these experiences from what i would call like everyday normal people who are about my age and similar um You know, I was in my mid 20s probably then, Mm -hmm. not really thinking about Bigfoots or ghosts (laughs) or mortality. I was just thinking about being, you know, 27 or whatever. Um, And yeah, it was really, really interesting and shocking, honestly, seeing some of these. So I I was curious and just started interviewing them. And eventually I decided um, much later to try to turn it into its own thing. I did not think it would be anything besides something my friends would listen to for fun. But it ended up kind of taking off. And I've just been running ever since uh, trying to keep these episodes coming out. It's been quite a journey.
0: So like, where were you like on the continuum of belief? Like when you started off this and you said, Oh, it'll be a few fun ghost stories. Uh, where were you then? And where's Jack Wagner now? Have you progressed in believing, not believing, changed your attitude about it? Or are you pretty much the same place you were before?
1: You know what? I think I was open. Like, I thought it was interesting. Um, It was always something where it's like, oh, that would be cool if we were to find things out that supported, you know, the existence of aliens or ghosts or something like that but i didn't really think about it um, i wouldn't say i believed in it at all and i don't know if i've come further along in my beliefs what i have what has changed is that i've realized there's less information out there disproving this type of stuff uh than i originally thought like there's a lot of you know a lot of people a lot of skeptics um the way people write off this type of stuff a lot of the ways they do it is just kind of nonsense you know um nobody really looks into it um but as i started looking into the, the way people write this stuff off it, it ultimately is nonsense and they're doing their own form of like jumping to conclusion if that makes sense um yeah, so i, I, I realize yeah, that we no. just don't know as much than i originally anticipated you know well, the,
0: the thing for me is like a lot of the naysayers they're like they talk about people have, you know, beliefs and very religious and, and things, but sometimes disbelief and skepticism can be as much a religion, like a fundamentalist religion, as anything else.
1: Oh, It's like we're
0: locked yeah. in and it's like, well, don't confuse me with the facts. Uh, this is not possible, so it's not possible. La, 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 la. I don't want to hear it.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I remember a few episodes into Otherworld where I was not, it was not my full-time job, but I listened to... Some modern podcast that was covering Betty and Barney Hill. I think it was like an NPR or something like yeah. that. It was covering it as a um, as a historical event. Right. And I right. don't have strong opinions on that case, but I remember them like one of the people explained uh, that they believed Be- Betty Hill was um, basically imagining all of it because she was stressed about. Threats to women's reproductive rights at the time in like the 60s or 50s or whatever. And um, all of these political issues. I'm like, that is something I would have written like for an essay (laughs) when I was in like liberal arts school. But like normal people, that doesn't make any sense. That's like, you know. That's like a plot of Mad Men, uh, right? Like that's uh, people. People when they're going through history aren't reflecting on like the zeitgeist of the time in that way, you know?
0: Right. Exactly. It just doesn't make
1: any sense, and it's so dismissive um, and ridiculous, you know?
0: Yeah, it's like Um, looking like it 1960s happenings through a 2024 lens. Um, Exactly.
1: So, okay. So,
0: like. what area interests you mo- the most? I know you do a broad range of topics. I try to do the same thing over the years. Like, uh, what, what you know, if you you had to narrow it down to one category, which one fascinates you the most?
1: I mean, this is a really broad topic, but I think like consciousness, right? Um, what what is consciousness? Um, the nature of you know our brain ticking. Inputs and processing it into like life as to how we experience it, right? So, things related to like NDEs really fascinate me near death experience. Um, anything that sort of tests the bounds of consciousness, like even if it's not an NDE, somebody that remembers what happened in a coma, or people who have like experiences experienced time slips, astral projection, things like that, where. Whether you want to look at it from a scientific perspective or the ultimate woo-woo perspective, it's still really, really interesting. Those are my favorite types of things. Always, where it's like you don't have to believe the spooky side of it to be fascinated by it. You know, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, and like with NDEs, what gets me is that okay, there's been research where uh, you know people be dead, like they're flatlining, and then they can describe. What the medical personnel are trying to do to revive them, and there was no way they know they're they're floating above themselves, and they can see what happens. I mean, how can you how can you explain that away? I I don't get it. That's why to me, if you had to ask me one thing, NDA NDEs are number one on my list.
1: Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's like it seems to be something where when you talk to people who are, um, in like advanced areas of science, um, really far far along in their field that's something that usually they'll bring up as like an area of interest and um and mystery right that's it it truly is you know if you if you are to believe um this like materialist framework of the brain shuts off and everything shuts off for us like that's it lights out then how do you really explain people having these memories um sometimes months of time they experience after death and then being revived you know you could say that like the brain made all of that up in the few minutes they're out but if the brain can do that and like make you experience months of time um, I mean then like what is the point of all this you know <laughs> like if if it could make you do that then like what how real is reality I know that sounds like very... Very like cliche stoner conversation, but it is a, it's a real question, you know?
0: Well, you know, I heard you say something on one of your podcasts. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not the only one that feels that way is you said that all this stuff comforts you and, and like people, you know, I've been doing this quite a while and people will say, it doesn't freak you out hearing these ghost stories and uh, talking about this spooky stuff. And I'm like, no. Because yeah. to me, the ultimate frightening thing is the idea, once I die, it all turns off. It's gone. The idea 100%. of anything anything that suggests that we move on, to me, it's comforting. Even sometimes if it's scary, it sounded like you, you feel kind of the same way, and I thought I was the only one.
1: Yeah, I mean, and also, I think I'm like, what I'm doing is a noble pursuit, right? Like, I'm not trying to summon demons or whatever right? right so like it's one of those where if what it it'll so now all for becomes this very episode, real i think i'm in a good position
0: yeah <laughs> yeah we're we're, we're jack in the special and this is the one we summon demons uh
1: yeah. but go the, um but um yeah i mean yeah i think it's comforting i think like because i focus on the good you know i think other world i try like it's not all about trying to terrify people right um i try to focus on Um, the good side of this, and like the inspirational side, um, because I don't think it needs to be all scary. I like I always find it very baffling. Um, you know, I'll encounter somebody who's like somebody that they just like describes themselves as like a complete atheist or agnostic. They don't believe in anything, but they believe in like demons. I'm like, wait, like why? Why would you only believe in the devil? Right. Like that makes yeah. no sense. Like, 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 why is that the exception? You you believe only in like one magical bad being, but there's no good. Like, that's insane. Why? Why bother? You know, um, that's such a weird loophole. If you if you think you don't believe in anything um, outside of the material world, uh, that always cracks me up. It's just like such a funny way to look at the world. Um, so yeah, I mean, to me, I think the coveted thing is like if you believe. In the scary stuff, right? Then there must be good out there too, right?
0: We are in mind meld. I say exactly the same thing. I, I feel like, um, in fact, uh, as we're recording this, we just released our Valentine special. And there's, you know, there's a ton of spooky stories. And I I do think evil is real. And I think there's bad stuff uh, out there. But I also think there's good. I think that the supernatural is like an extension of our world, the paranormal and it's in the same way. There's, there's a lot of bad stuff out there, but there's a lot of good stuff too. And yeah, I, I think you sell yourself short when you don't look at the whole thing and you just worry about, you know, uh, demons or or uh, black-eyed kids or gin or whatever it is. When you just focus on one thing and don't look at the whole continuum, I think you're you're missed out on a big part of the picture.
1: So I'm assuming you don't get scared outside of work.
0: Oh, like sometimes bed. I get scared. I I wouldn't say a- never.
1: That was like my hesitation. I remember um, I wanted to do Otherworld as a seasonal show where I'd like put out 12 episodes a year or something. And um, my agent was like, no, you have to keep going. Like he laughed at me. And I was like, part of the reason I wanted to is I was like, dude, I don't want to be doing demon stuff every day. Like I'm going to go crazy or like get myself haunted or something. That's scary. Um, But to my surprise, like I haven't it's actually yeah, I haven't found myself getting scared generally out. I wondered if that was the same for not, you.
0: Not or? a lot. Once in a while. I mean, I'm like anybody else, but I mean, no. I mean, I'm very, I can sit in this room by myself and it could be two o'clock in the morning and I'm working on a podcast and it's about something horrible. And it's like, it doesn't bother me at all. So I but think when yeah, it comes to work. Yeah, but it's good work. The thing is, is that to be able to do this and you're experiencing this, to be able to do this for your job and talk about these things, it's it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I've never, I really never thought I would be doing this. It's pretty weird, but I guess um, I have always been interested in people's stories um, and people in general. I think my show is about people more than it is about the paranormal. Um, So I guess it is, I've always, I guess when I look back now and kind of make sense of how I ended up here whenever somebody told me a ghost story on like a camping trip, classic situation, I would always have like a million follow-up questions. Right. And would never just be satisfied with like hearing the legend version of it. I would always be like, wait, you have to call that friend. Like what happened to them? What are they doing now? Um, so that's kind of what I try to do with Otherworld. It's like as much as I can take it a little bit beyond the ghost story, you know, um, e- even just fact checking it.
0: Well, the other thing is, is that to me, the experiencers are really important. I think it's so important to respect 100%. the experiencers and I, I think you you carry that through in a similar way in that you know what these people have been made fun of, these people have been laughed at, whatever. Hey, my place is to 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 listen to them and respect what they're saying, even if I don't necessarily buy every single story. I, I think the vast majority of people I talk to are very sincere. And, uh, to respect that and, and still, you know, keep an even keel, but really, uh, put the experiencers in at the forefront, you know, and, and really respect them. And it sounds like it's exactly the same for you.
1: Yeah. I think for me, so much curation goes into my show where I like, you know, I'm not just like putting everything that gets submitted out onto my feed, um, or even every interview. There's like so many interviews that just don't make it on, but, um, for me, it's like I'm fine if people are like, "Oh, you know, maybe there's a chance this person imagined part of it, or like there's an explanation for it." Like I'm, I'm kind of fine with that. Um, like I would never put any story out where I think the person's like making it up or, mm-hmm. you know, seriously got something wrong. I go to pretty great lengths to like check for that, and also with my stories. Um, I usually am focusing on ones where it's like even if you think this person's just insane and imagined all of it, it still affected their life regardless. And like, if you took that paranormal situation away, their life would be completely different. You know, it, usually like having a profound impact on them. In some cases, even saving their life. You know, um, those really interest me as well more than just like "boo, I saw a ghost in a hotel" type of stories. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, regardless of your belief, like some people's lives have been changed or saved because of things like this, you know.
0: Now we're going to take a little break now. We're having a great chat with Jack Wagner. He is definitely a great communicator and communication. Communication is key no matter what kind of work you do uh, and no matter what kind of writing you do. And that's why I'm so glad to say that the Paranormal Podcast is brought to you by Grammarly. All those emails, reports, and presentations, they're equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. And Grammarly can help because they are your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently. So you can make a Bigger impact at work. Now, let me tell you, I have been using Grammarly for years before they ever sponsored the show. I am a paying user, and I think I just recently renewed it. And I was glad to do that because I'm glad to support a fantastic service. It helps me every week with my email newsletters, for example. It also helps me when I'm trying to craft a sensitive email to make sure I get the tone just right. For example, it might say, here's how to say something more confidently. And of course, I love the grammar checker too because my grammar is pretty good. But it's not perfect. And better writing means a stronger impact. Did you know 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing? Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. And by understanding your writing in context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And I think it's great. Grammarly helps professionals get more done. 93% of professionals using Grammarly Premium report that it helps them get more work done. I am among those people. And security is more important than ever. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly. Grammarly is the gold standard of responsible AI with 14 years of experience in just about every IT certification under the sun. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that helps your team make their point and move faster. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at grammarly.com podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com podcast. Easier said, done. Thanks, Grammarly. And now we'll get back to our interview with Jack Wagner. Okay, this is a tough question. What's your favorite story so far and why?
1: Ooh, um, like favorite story or episode that I've done, you know? Um, I it guess be there's episode. not much of a difference. Not much of a difference. Um, okay. I mean, all of the long series I've done are my favorites. Um, and like Eilish Poe um, was a one that was really, really important to me. Um, and that's a story of this woman who basically survived a murder um, like it was a murder attempt, but she basically got murdered and survived. That's like a more accurate way to wow. describe it. Her ex, a guy she dated um, briefly, um, hidden her basement for almost two days, I think, um, hidden her basement and then popped out and stabbed her. 16 times. Oh my while gosh. She was Terrifying. Changing the the litter on her rabbit pet rabbit's cage. And um I mean, I don't want to spoil too much, but like she fights him off and the way she's able to survive that is where the paranormal aspect comes in. Um and she now deals with weird paranormal side effects after living through this, but that was like that was one of my favorites because I, w- I felt so lucky to talk to somebody like this. And I don't think she would mind me saying this, but like speaking to her, it f- almost felt like I was talking to a ghost. Like, you know, you're hearing somebody describe being stabbed so many times. It's like not many people live to tell their experience of that, you know, obviously for obvious reasons. So that was like one of my favorites. um I feel like that's probably a fan favorite of some. It was definitely like, different but that was one of my favorites especially cuz it was just such a challenge i've never like been entrusted with a story like that you know um
0: and i bet when you fir- and and when you first started the show you didn't have any hint of that i don't think necessarily oh, no. it was more of a lighthearted thing right
1: and, yeah, and no lighthearted
0: in the sense i'll give you why start campfire um it was like oh i'm just going to hear people's stories and it's not going to be a big thing it's just gonna be a fun little thing and then all of a sudden people are laying these serious stories on me and it's like this oh, yeah. means a lot more do you you feel similarly yeah i guess
1: yeah i remember when i got that email from her i was only like a few episodes into the show and i asked i didn't even like really acknowledge the story i just like asked if i could call her and i remember stepping outside and just calling her I and mean being like why do you want to talk to me about this like i with all due respect like what <laughs> like my show has been out for four episodes like this is a uh, a wild story. I guess she, she had been offered TV shows with lifetime and um, some other network, maybe Netflix. I don't remember, but, and I was just baffled. I was like, why would you want to tell it on my brand new show? And um, I don't know, I guess she just like heard a couple episodes and liked, liked it and thought I would do a good job, which was sort of the hope of of other world. You know, I was hoping that people who, we're kind of hiding these um, these aspects of their stories. The paranormal aspects would feel comfortable enough to like talk about it, if it was done the right way. You know.
0: You you talked earlier about how, uh, you know, it's a situation where people focus on the negative all the time. Um, but back to that idea of protection and those kind of things, and I'm sure you've heard of like the third man effect, where people are in these life-threatening situations and someone. Shows or something shows up to help them, and they disappear. You know, somebody on the side of a mountain, uh, mountain climbing, and all of a sudden there's somebody there helping them, and they don't know who they are, and they disappear. That kind of thing. Do you believe in guardian angels and and helpers who come to help us at difficult times in our lives, accidents, those kind of things?
1: Um. Yeah, I think so. I mean, belief is such a weird. Word, you know um Mm -hmm. sure i think so like i i i would like to believe that i i believe it regardless it's like something i've always even just like outside of making this show right like i think everybody could relate to that in some sense especially if you've ever lost somebody close to you um i think of it that way um in the paranormal sense i've definitely like heard a lot of stories um Similar to that? I mean actually I'm working on one right now about like my Valentine's Day special is um is similar to that. Not entirely like Guardian Angel, but yeah, I mean How could you not, right? Like if you think and maybe this is why I'm able to sleep at night. Like if you think um if you think go angry spirits can come and like haunt people because they died in a painful way, wouldn't you think that um non-angry ones would be able to be there? to protect you, right, in yeah, some way. Yeah, exactly. Um, or just to be watching. I don't know. I don't know. I do not know how it works. <laughs> I do not know how it works. Um, but I feel like just the process of hearing all of these, you sort of start to notice little patterns, right? Do you Do you believe in, um, in that type of thing?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, I believe in it. I, I think it's a real thing. I mean, it's just... There have been too many stories that have been told to me, other stories that I've read. Um, and again, there's an excellent book out there about this, The Third Man Effect. Uh, I forget who wrote it. But um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's any question. We had uh, one story of a young man who uh, was in this tragic uh, car accident with his family. And like this guy with a white semi sh- shows up and he's dressed in white and, and, and he comes to help him and nobody else saw him. And there's been multiple stories over the years, and obviously not just on my shows, but uh, a lot of places. I just think there's too many reports of it for not to be a real thing. And again, to your point, if there's somebody out there or something out there fighting us in a negative way, why why shouldn't there be a counterbalance to that? Yeah, I, Go ahead.
1: No, I mean, I've heard, like, even my, like, great-grandma, I think, had a story like that. Like, her and I think it was her sister, who's a nun, got in a car crash, and, like, they claimed— like, like apparently, somebody pulled them out of the car. Um, yeah. It, oh, yeah. Like, they, they, obviously, they're Catholic. They thought it was Jesus or some kind of angel. Um. But even from just, like, a, a very objective standpoint, like, I I believe the paramedics were unclear how they got out of the car because it was crushed, and they said some guy came and, like, pulled them out. But nobody saw a guy. I don't, this was, like, sort of something that happened when I was maybe not even born yet. So I don't know all the details. That's my great grandma, but, you know, I, I feel like so many people have stories like that, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I got to ask you about this subject. I know you've covered it on the show sometimes. UFOs. Where do you come down on UFOs? What have you heard about UFOs? Uh, are, you know, folks that see these things are just imagining things? Or is it it's something that's... Uh, maybe showing us something not of this world whether it's extraterrestrial interdimensional whatever
1: it is okay i have i do not know uh <laughs> like my opinion changes so much and um and i think that's like the nature of it right like like yes. you're always you're always um like uh, shout out to my friend daniel keller one of the smartest people i know um who's just like truly one of the smartest people i know who got fully Pilled on UFOs out of nowhere um for a few weeks. And then I watched him go com- from complete belief to like absolutely it's entirely a government psyop. I don't believe in it at all. Um to I don't even know where he stands now. But it's like I, I watched him go through all of the motions and um it is like this it's this infinite loop of confusion, right? Um, in terms of believing whether or not these exist, who's behind it, um, maybe it's both. You know, um, it's it's really, really interesting. I'm kind of interested in the the reports that are more psychic related, you know, Mm -hmm. like something where people feel like they're they're seeing it with their mind um, or receiving messages through their mind. I think that's really, really interesting. I personally think that's the key to understanding a lot of this stuff um if if i like had a gun to my head and had to guess what's going on i think um and by the way that's not to like disprove anything i think that like completely validates it that maybe um maybe we do have an ability to detect things without you know tech detect things beyond light and sound and um and our mind does its best to make sense of those things. And um, maybe one day we'll understand that. I mean, there's some, <laughs> there's some stuff going on with AI right now that's like the beginning stages of potentially really, really wild advances. Like, not to go on too much of a tangent, but I was hearing about some basically hooking up the brain to, um, to I think like an EKG type machine mm-hmm. and then AI using... AI to like basically read the brain waves, and um, eventually noticing the patterns of like, okay, this person's thinking like they're thinking of an apple right now. Um, right. This is what happens in the brain when they're thinking of an apple, and then eventually, the AI just knows what the person's thinking about. Very rudimentary, right? But just based on the oscillations of the brain. So theoretically, it could get better and better exponentially, and then the next leap from that if it can read the brain oscillations can it write i mean can you put something back into the brain that's like <laughs> that's a pretty wild step uh, that's a pretty wild thought when you start kind of kicking that idea around in your mind of like oh can they send something in um and maybe we're not that far off from it maybe um maybe that's what's going on you know <laughs>
0: now uh for me people sorry say, well, if I, sorry that no, was no, like t-. no no hey
1: no that was good i always whenever whenever i talk like i'm still not used to doing this show so whenever i um whenever i actually talk about this stuff outside of like recording voiceover it's very uncomfortable to me i, I feel like it's one of those like conversations i'd have in the back of like a college party or something when i'm out like smoking cigarettes with some guy i just met being like dude
0: no cigarettes, but we just read. met. It fits. It fits.
1: <laughs> Although
0: I'm kind of, I'm like uh, Will Ferrell in uh, old school. I'd be pretty old for college, but, but, yep. but anyway, the point, the point is, the thing for me is like people will say, well, you've done these for years. Have you learned anything? Do you have any theories about what are ghosts? Where do you have? And then I have some theories, but overall, I'm like, I don't know. The only thing I do know, uh, first of all, I, I was kind of a believer going in but I'm maybe a little more skeptical than I was, but I'm more convinced that in some, in other words, I kind of believed everything. I don't necessarily believe everything now, but I believe there is something going on in all these different categories, whether it's UFOs, ghosts, cryptids, near-death experiences, whatever. I'm more convinced than ever that reality itself is way stranger than we give it credit for. You You know, I'm looking at these lights, and it's a physical light and it's there and i can touch it and you know it is what it is but there's so much more it's like the a concept of like ultraviolet light you know or light that we can't see I think there's so much around us that we can't see. And I think where we get tripped up with some of our friends from science, and I love science because, you know, we couldn't have done this 20 years ago. No way. And, and, you know, for my home studio, we can do basically like what we'd need a satellite for 20 years ago. So I think it's awesome. I think science is awesome. But sometimes people get so blindsided thinking, we've got it all figured out. We understand. What are your thoughts on all that, the nature of reality?
1: Oh, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, I I think it's beneficial to have a more flexible understanding of reality. You know, um, I think it's I think uh, it, it's really silly to think that you can actually fully understand the concept of reality, especially with our, our memories are like kind of bad. And if you think back to your life, like you really only remember a small part of it, like there's entire years of my life that I have no idea what I was doing. Like, I don't know what I was doing when I was 14. Like I, like I could not list a single thing I did when I was 14, or just like, there's like random years. I completely don't remember. Um, and, and that impacted me as a person, you know, it's the, the stuff you remember even is kind of random and scattershot. So, um, and then, and then there are certain things that change your life that are strange, like the paranormal things. So, um, so reality I think is a silly thing to begin with. Um, and I think it helps to have, you know, you can like have a paranormal understanding of these things and it, and it could be helpful. Like, like one thing I think of, this is really silly, but there's been a few times in my life where it felt like I jumped into a different timeline, not in the the sense that like they would be like a story that would end up on your show or mine, but um, we're like, I remember just like in high school, like one, one month, like so many weird things started happening with my friends. Like everybody started acting differently, like major shifts were happening. And I remember talking to like, you know, my best friend being like, dude, do you feel like we like jumped into some alternate dimension? Like everybody's acting like, (laughs) like what happened? Like, like, like it felt as if like one day everything just like shifted out of nowhere and things kind of went upside down. And I've had that a few times, um, where it, it genuinely felt like I jumped into some semi alternate version of things. I'm sure everybody can relate to that. where like, like you kind of, uh, everybody's acting a little different you know i know i know it could easily sound like um i'm the weird one you know like (laughs) like i'm the weird one uh in that situation but um no wherever everything just kind of feels like the bizarro version of things and um yeah i don't know i'm kind of rambling right now but um life is strange and i think the nature of being alive is very silly and illogical so it's um, it's useful to have tools to to um, to think of it that way. And I also I also think it's useful to think of reality as something you could kind of alter change, um, even if it's just in the sense of like improving your own life and circumstances. You know, sometimes when I've been unhappy, I've thought like, hey, I need to jump into a new timeline, you know. Part of that, like, I mean, I kind of did that when I started this show. Like, I really, mm-hmm. that was a pivotal moment for me. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, people spend so much time being stuck in their own reality. It's really, I'm not, not to go too deep, but I, I really do think that, like, people take everything a little too seriously. They think, um, they think there's, like, a path they're supposed to be on, you know, and um, there's like circumstances that they're stuck in, like oh, I'm the, I I can't stop doing this. I I have to keep doing this, my job or whatever. Like, it's it's not that serious. You could change things up if you're unhappy, and I think everybody should do it. Um, like I think I've been in so many ruts, and it took me way too long to figure figure out that I needed to shake myself out of it. Right. Um, so I know this doesn't seem very paranormal, but I think
0: I think it is actually. With,
1: yeah I think I, yeah when you hear these stories of people like jumping into a different world like a different reality um I think it's important to do that on your own even in small ways you know what I'm saying
0: no, I agree with you one hundred and ten percent so how has it changed your life how has other world changed your life and having this huge hit paranormal podcast and talking with all these people doing this research? Um, how's it changed, Jack Wagner, and um, just just your life?
1: Um, it's made me a lot more stressed because it's a lot of work. But <laughs> <laughs> podcasting's that, like,
0: easy, don't you know it?
1: It's made me oh, not 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 one where you have to edit a ton, but yeah. Well, no, um, I'm being facetious. Sometimes it is. Sometimes when you're just joking around, like I used to do, it was. But no, in serious, in all seriousness, it's made me way more empathetic. I think I'd like to think um, because. I've just realized how many people that you think you have figured out actually have something completely bonkers and unbelievable, um, or horrific or amazing that they've been through and just don't really talk about. Like you really, really never have a person figured out completely. Even if you think you do, it's maybe much more empathetic to people in general. I think it's made me more kind. I hope so. Um, one like a weird side effect of this and I know is a funny thing to um come from making a paranormal show but I've uh I feel like I understand women a lot more than I did before and I have a lot more respect for women and a lot more um I've realized how stupid guys are generally that's a very funny eye-opening thing for me um in doing some of these episodes that are you know, stories of people who live through something incredible and um, just seeing how like. I mean, as a guy myself, like I feel like most men move through the world like they have have everything figured out, like, oh, yeah, I've, you know, I've got it. I know everything yeah. I read. Th- I read three books and went to college where I barely paid attention. I'm the smartest person in the world. I know everything. Um, it's like something I didn't notice before. And now it's some, it's something that I see all of the time like this arrogance of people who think they understand everything it's shocking and i don't mean to isolate that to men but it kind of is and um and it's something that i realized that like women see women see that all the time um they see us talking all of the time sounding like absolute idiots and they just let us (laughs) do it and they quietly think we're the dumbest people in the world and i don't know some like something about this show has uh has kind of like Woken me up and let me see that um I, I find that very valuable too um,
0: you like you like just laid the major epiphany on me because I think maybe I put it differently, but i have uh, I have the same feeling talking really? about so many women about their experiences uh, with ghosts and so forth they're they're a lot more emotionally intelligent. Yes. than men are because men put up this facade that, oh, I've got to be tough. I've got to be strong. I can't show weakness and all of that. And there is a time to be strong. And I do believe that. I don't think all masculinity is toxic. However, I do think you kind of nailed it when you said, guys, like, uh, I've got figured out, oh, uh, that's, you know, that's stupid. And I won't take a second look at it. And of course, there can't be other things in the universe than what I, you know, formed my opinions at eight age, uh, you know, 17. I think that's uh, very insightful, and I never thought about that. But I have to agree, a hundred and ten percent. Just having that exposure to women's stories, their experience, and their emotional intelligence.
1: Yeah, I think um, my audience has grown substantially just on its own with um, women. I've, I saw the demographics shift, and um, you know, women are quietly listening to really <laughs> realize women like <laughs> women secretly listen to just absolutely insane stuff every day you have no idea like they're i mean some some people do if they have like a a wife or girlfriend or that that you know they're familiar with what they're listening to but i had no idea that just the average woman's listening to just terrifying
0: podcasts. well honestly (laughs) honestly women women are some of the biggest consumers of true kind podcasts yeah demographically speaking and also my campfire show is uh strongly majority women Uh, that listen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it doesn't surprise me at all that you're finding the same thing. And again, I think particularly it's interesting because if you look at the Paranormal Podcast it skews more male, which is more of an interview show, like where we're doing Campfire skews more female. It's because it's emotional. It's telling people stories. And some of those stories can be terrifying, but again, I think it plays into that uh, uh, emotional intelligence. And just my thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, I rarely see women cast judgment um in the comments the way i see men do especially with like and it and it really does bother me especially when it's something where it's like i've interviewed the subject for like you know days days many interviews and i've gotten to know them intimately spent so much work and then i'll see somebody cast just a ignorant ignorant judgment and assessment of them usually based off like a mistake that's the funniest is like they right they like right. misheard something and they're like oh yeah well obviously this or like or like recently some people were like trying to dox one of my guests they oh, like thought they f- i just found this out or not dox but they like they thought they found the house um and they were like you know doing the whole like G- google maps like gps searching i just found this out like and i was cracking up because um I think it was, they're doing it based off the picture of the house that I posted, but the picture I posted was generated by AI. It's not their house. Like I did that on purpose because <laughs> of, and it's very obvious. Like I thought it was very obvious. And they are like literally scanning Google maps, like based off the clues from the show. And they are like, Oh God, they are confident. They found it. I'm like, How did you not know that image is AI? The house, the picture has like eight doors on the the house. It's clearly not real. And there's Um, somebody with three
0: fingers or something or seventeen. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, but yeah, it's like the arrogance of there. There's a certain arrogance to thinking you know everything. I mean, not it's it's complete arrogance, actually, right? So it's just that's something I've recognized now, Um, and just notice like the bravado of how. Generally, it's usually men like move through the world. Like I've got it figured out. I know everything. I'm the master of my domain. And in reality, most guys, including myself, are just idiots, you know, bumping into things in the dark and like causing damage everywhere they go, you know, (laughs) because they think they've got it all figured out and they're blind. Well, Um, it's,
0: it's, um. It's a wise person who realizes they know nothing. I know somebody said that I can't remember who it is, but I know people should check out World. Jack, tell us about Otherworld. Obviously, we can find it in all the podcast places and anything else you'd like to tell people yeah, about. Yeah, you
1: could it. listen to it, um, you know, of course, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I would definitely check it out. I think it's a show mainly of people telling their own stories but for me it's like been a process of realizing how little I know about the world so it's kind of it's been humbling um doing this show and I'm super grateful I get to do it I would start from the beginning um but there's you know there's a lot of great multi-part series if you want to just check out a few so hope you enjoy it
0: Well, Jack, I've enjoyed this time speaking with you. Thank you so much for taking time. I know you're super busy, so uh, I really appreciate the opportunity and all the continued success
1: in the world to you and the show. Thank you so much for having me.
0: And thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Paranormal Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And please, this year, we are imploring people to share the show We want a lot more people to know about our shows, both this, the Paranormal Podcast, and the Campfire. Make sure that you follow or subscribe in the app of your choice. And we thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time. Stay safe, share the show, and stay spooky. Bye-bye.